Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Adam Turner has helped you make a lot of money this year, this NFL season. If you're paying attention, and you should be, all things NFL and NFL handicapping for right angle sports. AdamTurnoff.com. That's the website. Oh, yeah. We got a new website, Adam. What What are people going to get on this website? Well, very good afternoon. It's going to be me talking football year-round. And I pardon me if the noise in the background is a little bit too much. Do let me know if we slow down. But um, uh, I'm on the move, and we're getting to the end of the season. So time for off-season content. Lots of coaching changes. Lots of player changes. All of my thoughts will be up there. Uh, in this free-to-follow email every Friday that's powered by Right Angle Sports. There we go. So if you want to... Uh, and I'm I, signing up, brother. Off-season, so, off um, you know, so if you'll be definitely be able to use, you know, future betting and whatever you want to do in the off-season, I assume will uh, certainly help you on the website. Okay, we have reached the final uh, week before the Super Bowl in terms of games going on. We have two games left, and then, of course, we will have the Super Bowl to decide... A champ. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into the first game, Adam. Ravens Chiefs. Um, the, at, at some point, every better has to make a choice. And I and I and I've listened to you. I listened to your stream, and I think you're exactly right. You can make a logical argument for either side of this game. So when that is when that is true, when you can make reasonable, sound, logical arguments for each side. And I know for you specifically, it will be a pass. But for the better, how do you come to a conclusion when you can do something like that? All right, let's talk both sides. So if you're looking at betting the Chiefs, it's pretty simple. You think that there is an offensive resurgence that is real the last three weeks after these changes they have made to get out of the huddle quicker, to simplify play calling. And you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and you're saying three and a half or four points, depending where you're looking, that's just too much to give the best quarterback in the NFL, no matter who they're going on the road to face, even with this being a very good Ravens defense on the other side. And this was something that was very real for the better part of a decade, where you were making the decision going against Tom Brady or not in the postseason. And there's almost like this stigma that I noticed from other betters that I kind of grew up in the industry with, where now Brady's becoming a reference point for what Mahomes is right now. So I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the points with Kansas City just simply based on that argument. But I do think that the more interesting side of things to talk about is on the defensive side of the football for the Ravens. 
And, and, and how, and I guess we'll see, I don't know what the status of, of Marlon Humphrey is going to be. Is, it, is that something that, if you know, materially changes your view of the Ravens' defense, whether he goes or not? If he goes, it's no question having him in the backfield is a massive boost for this defense. But the fact is that even without him, this is going to be the toughest defense that the Chiefs have faced in a couple of months. And it's a massive step up in class, especially from the last three teams that they have faced, two in the wild card and divisional round, and then going back to the Bengals the week after Christmas uh, in week 17. So this is a massive step up. And, And we talked about it last week, guys, against the Texans. Mike McDonald and what he does pre-snap makes it so hard for offenses to get comfortable and to get settled. And we saw the Texans continuously three, four, five seconds left on the play clock. It was so hard for that Texans offense to do anything on offense, score three points all game. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I know they've looked good. I know these receivers have come back after a very bad first three months of the season. But I, I just look at this as being a completely different test for this offense. I think it's going to be very difficult for Kansas City to consistently move the football. And I think that the Ravens have the answer, with or without Humphrey, for what the Chiefs have got success with the last few weeks on the ground. Again, like if you're putting me on the spot, I have to go Ravens. But just with the price where it is, with that knowing that it's Mahomes on the other side and being burned so many times, uh, in the past, in spots like this, uh, I'm hesitant to do anything with the Ravens. But if you're putting me on the spot, it's Ravens or nothing at this point. I, I was thinking about this this morning, you know, because, again, it's very rare that Mahomes has, has had, uh, you know, a bust in the playoffs and or the Super Bowl. And the time that, that comes to mind was that that uh, that game against the Bucks in the Super Bowl when it was 31-9 to or whatever it was. And do you think there's a reasonable chance – because I, I do think there are some similarities to 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 that game. Not not obviously the the, the spread because the Chiefs were favored in that game. But I also remember going to that game. The Chiefs had real offensive line issues, right? And 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 they will likely have offensive line issues potentially again if no Joe Tooney. So you know you would think, oh, there's no way like Mahomes is too. But it, but it has looked ugly when he has not had protection. Do you think you know it, it, there's a there's something there potentially when Mahomes doesn't have that all pro offensive lineman that you know it could it could p- perhaps resemble the trouble he had in that game? Lesser so than I thought would be the case when I saw the injury happen at the stadium in Buffalo on Sunday night, and I was there with someone who I would consider not only the best better that I know, but also the best Chiefs sort of fountain of knowledge and most well-connected Chiefs person that I think there is in the industry. And he was not overly concerned. He said, look, losing Joe Tooney is massive. Like, he, he's an all-pro. He didn't allow any pressures against Ed Oliver or Daquan Jones. Like, he, he is an elite offensive lineman. But after Nick Allegretti came in, his backup, there wasn't a big drop-off in offensive line production up front. And right. he was in there for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, And so... So that, that to me makes me wonder if maybe this is being overblown a little bit. I know exactly what you're saying with that Bucks team and how great they were at generating pressure. I, I think the Ravens can do the same, but to me it's more about the Ravens getting home with four, stopping the run with Pacheco, 
and then playing coverage on the back end and forcing Mahomes to beat them rather than the run, which is where KC's gotten away with the last few weeks. So this this mysterious, uh, you know, connected Chiefs person you were sitting with, I, I can only assume it was Priest Holmes. Is he is he going to be betting the Chiefs this weekend? Can you say? Do you know? Uh it's been a main point of contention back and forth about whether or not we would do anything with the Ravens. And so it's, he is typically, and I say pessimistic and I'm being generous when it comes to the chiefs and their price point in the market and backing them. It's the most optimistic I have seen him and knowing him for four years wow. when it comes to backing the Chiefs in the playoffs. And so <laughs> that's kind of scary. And That's I, like, what, what, what do you read into that? Right. It's like, what do you make of it? Exactly. He and so he and I are on very opposite sides of this one. And and when you're in a group with a dynamic like this, that that typically means when you have these countering opinions that the price is probably right where it is, and there's better bets to be made. So so, from what I'm a greater level of concern for you, or maybe not in terms of the Debo Samuel injury and how the 49ers will just even if you've got him in there, you know whatever level he is, then 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 maybe there is with the concern level with Tooney. Would you say it's higher with the Debo Samuel injury, uh, injury and how it affects the Niners? It's here's what I'll say that's interesting about the Debo side of things is obviously in that game plan against Green Bay and certain times he's been an enormous part of this offense. Mm-hmm. He's he's key. There's no question. If you look at splits with him off the field this season. Brock Purdy ranks top three in almost every major passing category. Wow. And so I would not have so guessed yes, that. It, wow. Me too. It, it is Shocker. a drop off, obviously, without having him in there. My hope, honestly, was that he would be ruled out and this number would have come off of the seven mm. and it would have been a cheaper price on the 49ers. There was another group that I really respect this morning around 8 a.m. my time out here on the West Coast. Uh, they went pretty big on San Francisco minus seven, which is absolutely the side I agree with. So that price is not coming back. We're in there to stay. Um, I think the drop off to Debo is notable, but I think the 49ers offense is going to be just fine without him or having him as a decoy in this game. Yeah, it's uh, there are still some, you know, some outs here locally that you get the minus 10 on, but it's mostly for the most part going to be minus 120, which – you know, uh, you know, it is what it is, but it's still seven. If that is something that you are uh, interested in, that one is a that one's a tough one for me for a number of reasons, as you mentioned. But I could also see just an explosion from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I do want to ask you your thoughts on Buffalo because we have a uh, a a a morning show host here who is a native Buffalonian. He is a he is a diehard emphasis on the die with the Bills. He doesn't even watch them play, Adam. Uh, he he can't handle it because he knows how it ends. So he doesn't watch them play. He did not watch the, <laughs> the, the the past game against the Chiefs, but he does follow them and he does get on the message boards and all of that. So, what were your um, what were your experiences in Buffalo? I have to separate it between in stadium and out, and out of stadium because I think that that's the only true fair way to analyze the city of Buffalo outside of the stadium. Great little city. Very nice people. Bartenders were great. Servers were great. People in and around the area, fantastic. You get inside the stadium. And, guys, I don't, I don't get offended by much, but I have never seen more grown men, angry, vulgarity, any type of slur that you could imagine being thrown at anyone and everybody. I was blown away by just the amount of anger and anxiety and stress and just, like, 
impending doom that rained upon all of these people in the stands. I've never experienced anything like it. I've never experienced a quieter stadium for the duration of the game, given circumstances anywhere close to that. I thought, I thought the entire experience from a fan perspective was as underwhelming as you could possibly imagine wow. in an NFL stadium. And I, and I know that there's a lot of stadiums where the crowds are out of control and it's a lot of similarities, but you could just see how much this team matters to everybody in that city. And boy, that the last eight and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, which equated to like 20, 25 minutes of a real lifetime. It was as quiet of an environment where there was 65,000 people in a, in a space that you could ever imagine. I mean, it was just hopeless at the end for these people leaving the stadium. It was pretty shocking for me to see and experience. When you, <clears throat> and, and it's sort of separate of, you know, handicapping, but you know, I was, I was on the chiefs, uh, pretty big it was it was a it, for you know it was a pretty big bet uh relative to you know what i normally do week in and week out and and part of it was because there is a you know i know this is maybe psychobabble but i do start to think there is a you know psychological element to when you when you hit your head so many times against the same player and the same team it's hard to shake that so buffalo played i, I felt like as perfect as they as they could ever hope to play no turnovers from josh allen ran the ball at will still could not get it done um, does it ever happen for them with, with this iteration, Adam? Well, you said it right. That's what happens and why passing is so much more efficient than rushing because Kansas City gave Buffalo everything underneath. They gave them a consistent ground game, and as great as they played, they still ended up on the losing side, and that's what happens when you get lured into running the football and you can't generate explosive plays in the NFL in 2024. That's just the reality of the situation. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of turnover in the offseason, I would expect that Diggs moves on. Yep. And and that really leaves them in desperate need of adding a couple playmakers outside. Because once you take Gabe Davis out as the number two guy on the offense and you have a shutdown corner like the Chiefs have taking away Diggs, it, that becomes a very limited offense. Mm. And even against the Steelers, like we saw them – if it wasn't an Allen broken play for a big run or that one Kincaid pass, like there just wasn't a lot of explosive plays. And that really hampered what the Bills were trying to do down the stretch. So they desperately need playmakers. There's going to be turnovers uh, in terms of personnel. If they don't get that, I, I don't think they're getting over the hump anytime soon. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's, that's, that's a tough one. And it's, it's a reminder that no matter how good it may look, you cannot assume anything uh, in sports. Hey, I have seen adulation. I mean, to a man. I mean, everybody, all the all the betting shows, all the sports talk shows. Let's go hit the Chargers overs. Let's go hit. Let's go hammer Chargers Super Bowl. Now that they got Jim Harbaugh, uh, and it seems like Adam, nobody is acknowledging the fact that it's been ten years or so since Jim Harbaugh has been on an NFL sideline. So, do you think he comes in and he turns this sort of very talented but underachieving group? Into into you know division winners, or do you think there's a tough adjustment for him coming back in the league after so long? What's your expectation of how this looks for him in LA? I think success relative to what the Chargers have been recently is inevitable with the addition of Harbaugh. He's going to get it right and he's going to get it done. Uh, I'd be hesitant to say that that's happening in year one because you could probably look at teams league wide and say that the Chargers are going to have more roster turnover in the offseason than, than maybe any other team. They're certainly in the top five. 
And so it's not really a spot where we've seen head coaches come in and immediately get it right when there's that many moving pieces. I think that becomes especially difficult when you're in a division with these other, we'll we'll call it three coaches for now, but I think maybe for sure two, perhaps three is is being fair within that division. But it's going to be so hard to get everything right year one with how many new pieces are going to come into that team on both sides of the football. So I'm not running to, to support any Chargers over a Super Bowl hype yet. All right, and then I want to ask you a, a philosophical question because we were talking about this on Monday. Whose future right now would you rather have? And I know they're not like oh di- they're not direct comparisons, but I'm curious as to your answer. CJ Stroud in Houston and we're taking the whole thing. CJ Stroud in Houston okay. or Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? Wow, okay. Uh, Burrow in Cincinnati. I don't I don't think that was as hard as I was expecting it to be. You teed it up like it was going to be a really difficult You're exa- I, was, I, was, I, was, I had the same reaction, Adam, yesterday I, I, when I he was, posed I'm it to me. I'm on the opposite side. I'm on, I clearly, because uh, I asked it, but I'm, I'm interested uh, to see what made you so sure. Well, we've, we've seen it, and we've had it proven by Burrow. Yes. Uh, he's been limited by injuries, but I think you look at Joe Burrow when healthy as a top four quarterback in the NFL. I With C.J. Stroud, has had a phenomenal rookie year. I think to leap and say that Stroud is in that category yet is not fair to Burrow and what he's done when he has been healthy. Um, Bengals have to figure out who they're going to pay on offense, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But I, I think I would much rather have Burrow in Cincinnati than Houston and, and Stroud at the moment, for sure. Okay, fine. C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? Well, I'm waiting for you to say C.J. Stroud or Jordan Love because I think that's that's the thing. <laughs> that, that that's where we were going the first time. Um, C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? That's okay. That's a lot tougher. I, I would be inclined to say Stroud on that one. Um, How about that? Just, and, and and I would say for sort of the opposite reasons from Burrow, we've been waiting to see it from Lawrence now for a couple seasons. You give him the pass for year one, but. Uh, there's so many signs throughout seasons that show that whether or not it's a lack of leadership or I, I don't know what it might be, but there's something not not as expected there with Lawrence in that situation. So I would say uh, I would rather be Stroud in Houston than Jacksonville with Lawrence because they're running out of time. They've got to pay him a lot more soon. Too. That's right. So you mentioned it just last thing. What did Jordan Love prove in, in, his, in his postseason run here? I think he proved that he's a reasonable successor to what the Packers moved on from from Rodgers. I think that's a really interesting Packers team in the future just because they're so young and they were able to get things right late in the season. And it's also a team that had several wide receiver and playmaker injuries at various times throughout the year. And so I think that to me is the, the really interesting comparison when you're comparing that to Houston and Stroud because that was the youngest roster in the NFL and they really came together late. So I think he proved that this is a team and an offense that could be pretty dangerous going into next year, especially if they're able to add one key vet uh, at the wide receiver spot. Adam, man, great stuff. As always, appreciate you you every week on the show. Again, website is adamchurnoff.com for all your off-season NFL needs. Nobody better. Thanks, my friend. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the two games this Sunday. Yes, sir. He is Adam Chernoff, Riding Eagle Sports. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.